0: Shalom, shalom, shalom. My name is Michael Sano, and welcome, 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 welcome to this episode of the 12 cities in Israel podcast. As I said, you're sitting here with Michael Sano and we are going to talk about Israel. Um, All right. So before we get rolling into episode what? 15. Yes, yes, yes. Episode 15. We are going to uh, give a couple shout outs from our sponsors, people we love. Um, our first one is from iConnect. iConnect, engagement with Israel that earns you rewards. Earn points and connect with Israel with articles, games, quizzes, polls, and more. So, what exactly is iConnect? Well, iConnect is a social gaming platform where you can play, earn points, and receive cool prizes all for free. Their goal is to help you stay connected with Israel no matter where on the globe you are. Now, why should you play? Well, Because iConnect introduces you to a unique way to acquaint yourself with all things Israel while working towards winning once-in-a-lifetime experiences. So head on over to www.iconnect.co.il. That's www.ik-o-n-n-e-c-t.co.il and start playing now. Um, Our next one is from Israel Phones. Israel Phones is the leading provider of communications devices for people traveling to Israel. Israel Phones offers SIM cards, might uh, offer SIM cards, <laughs> MiFi devices which are mobile Wi-Fi hotspots, travel products and serve the connectivity needs of tour groups, synagogues, schools, community missions, study programs and individuals, supplying you with international prepaid SIM card cell phones and USB portable modem hotspot rentals right now because of watching this show yes you viewers and listeners Israel phones will give you a free sim card which is a $15 value if you spend $30 or more on their site all you have to do to get this deal is to use the coupon code 12 cities in Israel that's all one word no spaces and with the number two not written out T W E L no one two cities in Israel when checking out on your next order. So for more information on what Israel Phones can do for you and to get this great deal, please visit www.israelphones.com. Head on over to www.israelphones.com. Okay. Um wow. Episode 14. Um or fifteen. Sorry. Hi. Episode <laughs> episode 15 um, yeah so we're chugging along I'm psyched I'm excited we've got a lot to cover this episode um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird segue so what I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about the upcoming event that I have coming in February um, and I'm also going to discuss. This is going to... It's going to sound like it's not related, but I'm also going dis- <laughs> to discuss... I'm going to discuss Yafo, okay? Or as it is colloquially... <laughs> colloquially known, Jaffa. So, um yes, but it is known in Israel as Yafo. So, I'm going to... At the break, when I do the second set of uh, shout outs to the sponsors, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've been thinking about this all day. Um, I'm going to wrap it into Yafo. Trust me, it's going to work. You just got to sit tight. And for those of you who watch the, um, this is Haifa episode, which Haifa is coming up. I can see on the screen right now uh there we go boom 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 that is the Baha'i Gardens the uh the steps of the Baha'i and in the center, as you can see from last episode I spoke about the mausoleum and there's the beautiful beautiful panorama looking out onto the Mediterranean well for those of you who followed me in my walk through my verbal walkthrough um on Haifa I'm gonna do, Sort of the same thing on Yafo. Um, it's going to be a little bit different, though. But, 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 as I said, I'm going to start it out by talking about the event, about the event that I'm having, about um, the upcoming trip that I'm making to Israel in February. Um, so, funny thing about that, I get to do a, an awesome shout-out to my wife. Hold on just one sec. We're going to take a sip of coffee. Peter. This is for you. Um, All right. So, wow. That's really good. I love that coffee. Um, So, all right. So, I have to give a shout out to my wife, Stephanie Anzano. You are a rock star. Thank you so much. My anniversary uh, just, just passed on the 28th yesterday, and we went out. And, uh, while we were at lunch at our anniversary lunch, it was nice. Um, we, uh, she handed me an envelope and inside the envelope had a blank check and I was, (laughs) which ironically was one of my checks said Michael Sano at the top. Um, but she handed to me, handed it to me as a gesture saying, I need you to buy your ticket. I don't know, for those of you who haven't been following, all of this is out of pocket. Everything that I do here for the podcast, for the travel show, it's all out of pocket investment. So um, as a gesture of support, my wife handed me a check and said, I need you to buy the ticket and I need you to do it because you need to understand that I have faith in you, that I support you, that what you're doing is valid. And wow, heartstrings. That was awesome. That was so great. The fact that she did that, I was speechless as a boy, um, who is when boys are around girls, they don't know what to say. Um, so (laughs) I was, I was dumbfounded. I was speechless. And, uh, yeah. Thank you. Um I love you. Um, thank you so much. Um sorry, Gal Gadot. I'm married. So um, but wow, I just I'm I'm still like shocked by that, which reminds me as as soon as I get done doing this, I gotta go online and buy a ticket. Um so rolling back to what i was talking about um i'm flying in february as i told uh previous viewers and listeners listeners and viewers um none are greater than the other my youtube audience isn't greater than my uh than my um soundcloud and itunes and spotify and all of my other audiences you guys are all important to me um, which is why I'm doing this, and I'm flying to uh Tel Aviv in February, the 10th through the 20th. I'm going to be staying at the C Executive Suites in the Business Suite. It's going to be awesome. It's pretty pimp. It's really nice. I've stayed in it before, and I'm going to be interviewing uh, a virtual who's who... um of Israeli society and when I say that you know, before when I've been doing this podcast and talking about uh since development of that idea and reaching out on the phone um and telling you guys that I've been very ambiguous about it I've been very vague about it I've been like that on purpose um I feel comfortable enough at this point um I, and I don't know. Uh, all right. So I don't know if I was vague about it because then I, I could always back out. But now I've got this list of people who have committed. I've even got people who said, OK, I'll meet you on this date. All right. Um, It's February. I don't I don't know what I'm doing in February other than I'm going to be there. Um, If I wasn't doing this, I wouldn't know what I was doing in February otherwise. As I'm sure most people probably don't, but uh, some of these people are incredibly organized, and I can learn a thing or two from them. Um, but I am going to, so I'm gonna let you know who a couple of them are. Um, and just to give you an update, out of the twenty four I had planned, I have planned an absolute twenty four interviews in this 10 days. Okay. So that's three interviews a day may even run up to four, depending on what I'm doing, may even run up to five, depending on the day and when people are available. But I've committed myself to at a minimum 24 interviews. I'll probably move that up to 30 just to give myself some buffer. Um, but what's cool out of those 24, I already have 18 committed interviewees for the show. So I already have locked in 18 interviews. Whoa. How cool is that? I'm going to run down a couple of them. Some of them you may not know. Uh, some of them you may know. Some of them you may go, whoa, how'd you get that person um all of them by March of next year. Uh well no, by next year you'll know all of them because and you will be I pray you'll be as fascinated with these people afterwards as I have become over the years. Um so the uh just to give you some of the names and I'm going to describe what some of the people do. Um, first and foremost, and this one, I'm really, all I'm going to say first, I'm going to say I'm, I'm so proud of getting this. You know what? Honestly, that's BS. I'm proud of all of them. All of them to me are as important as the next. Um, but I'm just excited when I think of some of these names. Um, the first one I have Doron Almog and, a lot of you may not know who Doron Almog is. He is, and I'd like you to do this. I'd like you to check him out. He um did a TED talk. TED did, there was a TED talk in Tel Aviv, and he is known for his speech that he gave. He is a retired general from the IDF who left, and I hope I'm getting this right. He left to move on to head an organization called Ale. And I talk about Ale in my podcast um, to build and develop these villages for the special needs in Israeli, special needs individuals in Israeli society. And it's really funny because uh, that's fun when you when you think about it a place where they can be taken care of if they have needs that need to be taken care of 24/7 they get a full education they get um it, it's just it, it's phenomenal that they've taken and all right so this is important these villages are not campuses away from society. So in the past, in the United States and in most places um, throughout the world, we've taken our people who have special needs and we've housed them on campuses that were away from society. These are in society. So this one, I'm, I'm if you're watching the video, you can see me. I'm grinning from ear to ear. They have a regular I think it's an elementary school. I know for sure that it's a preschool inside this village for children who have no special needs. And children at a very young age are taught to understand that these are members of our society and that he's like, "Ah." I'm so excited. I'm so excited. That that warms my heart. Um, because I find those with special needs um to be angels that are are just wow. So he's coming on. It's a big honor to have him on. Um, my best friend, yeah, of course, nepotism anyone. Um my, <laughs> my best friend Moti Biton is coming on. Um I cannot wait to introduce all of you to my brother, Aki Motibiton, because I met him at Ben Gurion University. He's actually responsible, responsible for the dormitory complex. This man's amazing. He can do anything. If you say he, he is the type of individual that if you need a project done, you need a project planned, you need a plan. anything taken care of. He's the man who can do it. He is just phenomenal. He's ridiculously phenomenal. And he is also um a big father uh to all of these kids at Ben Gurion University. He they come to him whenever they need anything. And uh it's it's this personality and this um just wonderful character trait that he has um that allowed me to get to know him when I was at Ben Gurion University and his stories are he's uh Sephardi Moroccan Jew his his parents are from Morocco I, I'm i pretty sure um and he's just got an entire uh he's got so many stories it's gonna be amazing you guys are gonna love him um i have i have an award-winning dj aviel Brandt, um who's coming on he owns uh alpha music in tel aviv and they are he's if if you have the opportunity um which i know you do um go on to <laughs> go on to uh go on to youtube and look up aviel Brandt and uh i'm all these names i'm gonna put the most of these names down in the bottom some of them i won't um but um you want to check him out uh because he's got just plus he gives insight into something that a lot of people aren't aware of and it's the uh the huge wedding dj industry that exists in israel um, people, the marriage customs in Israel versus the United States are, are vastly, wholly different, uh, with people getting married younger, um, starting their lives together younger. Um, and he has a key role in that by being the DJ. Cause if you pick a shitty DJ, ooh, sorry, if, <laughs> if you pick a crappy DJ, um, you're not doing too well. And some of these guys command like Really big sums. So, um, so I've got him. I have Neely Kane. Neely Kane. I've spoken about her before. She is a friend of mine, um, a wonderful friend of mine who I, I also met at Ben Gurion University. She is a high school teacher. She's an educator, and what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about the transition of uh of Israeli adolescent to Israeli adult, um, through the lens of the test. So she, uh, it at 60, I'm pretty sure it's at 16, you take a test, um, in Israel. And that defines what you're going, what your role in the IDF or the air force or the Navy or whatever you choose, border police, um, is going to be. And, She's there to witness this, and I I want to hear her insights into, you know, her personal experience with it versus her experience, um, as in as a part of the process. Um, so she's that's going to be fabulous. Um, I also have, and this is funny. Rachel Carmi is actually Moti, my friends um sister so she is a special needs educator i if you'll notice i'm i'm it, it means a lot to me those who take care of our special needs um members of our society uh and she is going to tell me about what israel does in the classroom how we teach uh how israel teaches its special needs uh students and what the uh, difficulties are, what the joys are. And uh, I'm, I'm, really, I'm actually really excited to bring that because I can bring you big slices. I can bring you these huge slices the, uh, of Israeli society. But if I can also bring you um, the smaller, real aspects of what Israel is, I, I give you a fuller picture. And uh, Raquel will help me give you a fuller picture. Um, this one I'm really excited about, and I think you guys are going to be really excited about. I have Corey Gil Schuster coming on now. Corey Gil Schuster, for those of you who have ever done a search of Israel, you've most likely come across some of his videos. He does. He has this wonderful project. He's um he's an academic. He's a college professor, and He has the Ask a Palestinian, Ask an Israeli project. So people from all over the world email him, uh, submit questions about questions they have about Israel. Some are bananas, you know. Um, Some are just purely political questions. Some are personality questions. Like one, why are Israelis so rude? I remember that one. Uh, or it's something along those lines and then um it's it's fascinating and to be able to talk to uh to him about all i mean here's a guy who has stories he has thousands upon thousands of interviews and and footage to go with it and i'm i'm curious to see what left a mark you know um so i'm really excited about that one um else do we have we have shoshana keats Jaskell, someone who is uh she is a blogger for the times of israel she is an advocate she's awesome she's like a real life wonder woman she's an advocate for um women in in the religious community um so so there's a couple of things going on so there's agonot and she uh works on behalf of Agunot. Agunot are how do I just it's chained women. Women are chained to a marriage because their husbands won't allow for a divorce. I think I've spoken about this before in uh in religious Judaism. Uh and it, it translates into secular Judaism. but uh, traditionally Jews when they get married, um they have a they have to the consent well no they get a ketubah and that's a marriage uh document it's a contract actually and uh if they want to get divorced in jewish custom you need to get what is called a get from the husband and that's an agreement to divorce um without it you remain married um My opinion on it is it's archaic and doesn't take the woman into account, Um, but that's my opinion. Uh, Other people may disagree with it, and you're welcome to your opinion. Um, But anything that suppresses a woman the way being an agonote is uh, is despicable to me. Um, And Shoshana, what? She fights on their behalf. And I'm very proud to have her on, 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 on the show. Um, she also works in another area where, and I was never aware of this until she started posting it on her Instagram and or maybe it was her Facebook I saw it on. But um, in the Orthodox community, in the extremely religious community, Um, women are not allowed to be shown. So if there's an ad for women's clothing, there will be a picture of a boy or a man, which is totally bonkers. And uh, she's working to get women visible again. So I'm really excited about having Shoshana uh, on the on the podcast um somebody else uh we're having is a uh a, a comedian her name is Molly Livingstone and she is freaking hilarious she's awesome she's so much fun so i used to watch this uh it's not a podcast there used to be this thing called the voice of Israel and the voice of Israel so hold on I'm gonna have a sec. So the voice of Israel was interesting because there were a lot of um, people who leaned heavily right on it, um, but they always took the chance to pull someone in who had an objective left opinion. They wouldn't shy away from it. And they were, they were very respectful about it, too, which I, I was impressed by. Um, I'm, I told you guys, I'm, I'm dead center. Boom. I believe what I believe and uh, I believe some people are knuckleheads and they're knuckleheads on left and the right. Um but I used to watch this and she would appear and biggest smile I've ever seen in my entire life always lit up the room. Um and for the longest time she would be a political commentator on this show called The 5 at 5 and I had no idea she was a comedian and I that's so embarrassing. I'm so, <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> I've watched a bunch of her stuff and she's incredibly hilarious. Um, go on YouTube, check her out. Um, we're excited to have her here. Well, I'm actually, I'm ecstatic, ecstatic. I think it's going to be such a fun conversation. Um, another friend of mine, Ruma Moore. that is, there's a lot of races in there. So that one might be difficult for some people. Her name is Luma Moore, and she is. This is going to be an exciting one because she's a paramedic for Magan David Adom, the ambulance service. It's sort of like the national ambulance service, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. That one's going to be really, really, really interesting because she's going to give us insight into um, just so many little, different, different, tiny. Uh, facets of Israeli society. I'm looking at the clock and i'm I'm only at number ten. Um, Hadar Rabinowitz she's gonna be on. She is a um, an artist, an amazing artist from Bersheva that I met a number of years ago. She actually has a fascinating story. She turned her studio into a school, sort of. Um, she's an, she uses art in education for small children. She's, uh, supremely gifted, supremely talented, beautiful, beautiful person inside and out. Um, and she's got this big mess of red hair, which is hilarious. Um, but beautiful, not saying anything mean. Um, Um, I also have Daniel Seaman, who is a journalist who is also ironically, not ironically, um pulling from the same pool uh who is also coincidentally better use um coincidentally uh I found out about him at the same time I found out about Molly Livingstone um they were both on that show uh he is a rapier uh just a literal literal sharp sharp debater he is amazing he used to work in the netanyahu administration in the public affairs office he was the head of it um not in the current one but in his original uh when netanyahu originally was prime minister that first time um so it's just a wow to to get a peek into what was going on and his life is really fascinating as well Um, I also have the illustrious Stav Shafir. She is a member of Knesset. She is, if I'm not correct, uh, mistaken, she is the youngest member to ever be elected. Um, and she is a firebrand. She goes after corruption wherever she sees it. Um, I'm a super huge fan of hers. Um, I like her style. I like the fact that she no holds barred you're doing this. There are photos of her being dragged out of cabinet meetings because she's fearless. She's awesome. Uh she deserves respect. Um I have uh, uh another friend of mine, Yara Shalev, and she if you've ever gone on the Hebrew Pod 101, if you've ever gone looking up Hebrew on YouTube, you've come across hey, this is Yara. Um She's awesome. She's one of the sweetest people I've ever met. She's also one of the smartest people I've ever met. Um, she's coming on the show. Um, I also have um, Edith, Edith Schelanger and she is a marketing manager um, in Israel and she is going to talk to us about women in the workplace and what um, what the struggles are for women. If are they similar to the struggles that women have in the United States? Um, women have a very prominent role in in the business world in Israel, and uh, I want to get her take on it. I'm 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 actually really excited to have her on. Um, another friend of mine, Abigail Spero, uh, she Spero Spero. Am I saying that right? Spero. She. Um. So everything that's magic in Hollywood, somebody builds it. And she is paving the way as one of the few women who work in the entertainment industry building sets. So she pulls her weight with all of them. She's a rock star. Um, she's amazing, and she's actually just one of the the greatest people I've ever met. Um, and I'm really excited to have her on, um, Sarah Tuttle Singer uh she is a journalist and a blogger for the times of israel she has a unique insight she made aliyah um she's a great story actually so she made aliyah with her husband and then he left with two small children he left her with and uh she in a country where she didn't really know the language was all of a sudden on her own from america and uh she's become she's another firebrand she's someone who's all go no quit and um just an impressive impressive person and I'm so excited to have her on I have Tomer Yosef coming on now Tomer Yosef is the lead singer of one of my favorite bands Balkan Beatbox and uh um I, I just whoa i'm so excited so excited um my wife and i went to see him when they were in brooklyn with a friend of mine charlotte they're amazing um go online right now uh go to itunes buy every song by balkan Beatbox and tomer yosef they're amazing and then finally lastly on this list i have a wonderful and dear friend of mine alexandra zaslav and she just made Aliyah last year um she just moved to israel from the united states she is a ballerina and she told me she's not working for a company right now she's no longer dancing professionally but now she works in a nonprofit that promotes peace through dance between arabs and israelis and uh that's going to be just it's going to be phenomenal um, all right. We are at, we are actually past the half hour. So I have to, um, I have to hit a couple of these ads and hold on tight. So my first one is one that I really love. Neviot, Neviot flavored water, um, nature at its best taste. Neviot delivers you with a true combination of health and pleasure It's based on Neviot natural mineral water, one of its kind in Israel. It's enhanced with five B-group vitamins. It's naturally sweetened. It is low in calories, only 35 to 40 calories per eight fluid ounces. Um, There's no preservatives. There are no color additives. It is available in delicious, indulging flavors, apple, peach, which I have in my hand, and grape. If you're in Israel, you should be drinking Neviot. For more information, check out their website at www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home. That's www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home. As soon as this episode's done, this bottle will be gone because my son will tear through it, but that's okay because I bought more. Where did I buy more? Well, at our next sponsor, Makolet Online. Makolet Online's main goal is to make Israeli groceries and Judaic products affordable and available to everyone in the USA and Canada. Their online store carries items that are unavailable in most places in North America, things like tahini, Israeli chocolates, frozen borekas, and the Neviat water that we are drinking here today. At Makolet Online, you will find your favorite Israeli goods or simply enjoy brand new flavors. All of their products are kosher and most are manufactured in Israel. If you want the tastes of Israel delivered to your home, visit www.makoletonline.com. That's www.makoletonline.com and order today. For an added bill, the hi. <laughs> For an added bonus, if you use the code 12CitiesInIsrael, just like the other code, 12CitiesInIsrael, all one word, no spaces, you will receive 15% off of your entire purchase. It's legit. It's awesome. You need to go there now. Uh, (laughs) So again, visit online and order today. And today, from Makolet Online, we have... Actually, it's pretty fun. Um, my oh, my son's gonna lose his mind. Sape, aloe vera water. So, um, it's it's the uh it's the kind with the little. I don't know if you can see it on the video. I uh, if you're on the uh, podcast, I'll tell you it's the kind the aloe water with the little tiny gelatin chunks in it. Um, he is gonna lose his mind after the over this. Um, so yeah. Head on over there. I'll put a link to it in the description below the video on the YouTube uh, version of this. So, Sape Aloe Water. Check it out. All right. Um, Give me one sec. Let me take another sip of my coffee. Yeah, all these uh, drinks, all the Neviot and Sape are all making me thirsty. So, um... All right, so I said after I uh, told you what the episode was about that I was going to make. Yay, Tel Aviv. Um, that I was going to segue from what I was doing in February to Yaffa, Jaffa. Jaffa. Um, here we go. This is the big, <clears throat> the big attempt. So. One of the first things that I did when I stayed at the Sea Executive Suites was step out and go to the beach, because it's right across the street. It's awesome. It's phenomenal. It's literally, if you're watching the video, this street right here, uh, it just disappeared. So the street's right outside the hotel front front door. It, It is literally less than 20 feet away. Um, so my wife and I went out and we walked down that street and, uh, walked out to the street and walked out to the beach. And if you're standing at the beach, if you look down to the South, you can see old Yafo. Now, for those of you who don't know what old Yafo or Jaffa is, it's probably one of the oldest continuing functioning ports in the world ever of all time so if you want to so there's something interesting so if you go to israel uh, um you are given wonderful opportunities to step back in time when you go to jerusalem you are walking on stones that people walked on you know that that bar kokba maybe uh or Trying to think about someone else Um, That people might Uh, but Regardless 2000 years ago temple priests um, Walked On some of the stones That You can walk on now The same goes For Yafo So it is true Tel Aviv is A new city It was made out of uh, Moshev, which is a, uh, which is a farm that was sort of like a uh, little outpost. So Jews who moved um, to Ottoman uh, Jerusalem district, which is what it was before, so before the Palestinian mandate, the mandate Palestine. Which was set up um, at the end of World War One, and you had the Lebanon Mandate, the and the Palestine Mandate. Um, or actually, I think the words were reversed: Man- Mandate Palestine, Mandate Lebanon. And uh, before that, this whole area was part of something called the Jerusalem District in the Ottoman Empire that's all it was called it wasn't called Palestine it wasn't called anything else it was literally for taxable purposes in the Ottoman Empire known as the Jerusalem district so when people and and one of the people that I I want to interview I have uh six more people six more slots for people to interview one of them his he's a descendant of one of the, and this is so fascinating. He's a descendant of one of the individuals who founded Tel Aviv, who was on that moshav, who was on that farm. Um, and that farm would go back and forth between Yafo and where it was, uh, to get supplies, to get fish, to get food, to get flour, to get everything that they needed. Um, and oh we're looking at yafo right now all right um if, if uh, sorry for those of you who are watching who who aren't watching the youtube um podcast it, it showed up on my i have a i have a tv screen that has a slideshow of all the 12 cities from 12 cities in israel and yafo is on the screen right now um so but So Tel Aviv was established, I think it was in the early 1900s. At the latest, there were people there in the late 1900s, but I don't think that's the case. Um, I think it's early 1900s, and that's when the Moshav was established, that's when the farm was established by immigrants um, from Eastern Europe. These Maskalim. I spoke about that um, a bunch of episodes back. Uh, men who wanted to, individuals, men and women, who wanted to be pioneers in the land of Israel. And uh, so, 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 they, there were two ports of entry into old Israel, uh, into the Jerusalem district. Actually, I think the other port wasn't in the Jerusalem district, but it's now a part of Israel. So there was Yafo and Haifa, and those were the two main ports. Um, during the Ottoman Empire for this area of the Levant um, and Yafo though goes way 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 farther back and has been stepped on by everyone from Caesar to Napoleon and when I mean stepped on I, I don't mean crushed in some cases it was crushed but I mean their feet we're on the stones that you're walking on. So when you go to Yafo, you're in history. Whereas like in Tel Aviv, you're in a place that might have been a marsh at one point because there was a river going through um, part of it and uh, no one was there. You could have been, literally there were spots in Tel Aviv prior to it being Tel Aviv, prior to it being, Aviv, to it being the Moshav where you could probably literally say I bet you nobody's ever stepped in this exact spot right here ever before. And you you for all intents and purposes could be 100% right. Um that is not the case in Yafo. And interestingly, and this is why I implore and suggest strongly suggest that people use Yafo instead of Jaffa um because of where the name comes from so yafo which is the name comes from the hebrew root are you ready for this beautiful yafe yafa yofi um which is hebrew for beautiful um and if you've ever been there or seen pictures of it, it it's whoo it's awesome it's so much fun so When we stepped out of the hotel, we walked all the way down and it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we crossed this wooden bridge. Yes. A wooden bridge to get over to this beach in Northern Yafo. Um, like you have this enormous beach in Tel Aviv and then you have this little comfortable beach, which is packed with people. Um, and over it, there is this, uh, little driving overlook that drives into um, where the port is. And when you get to the port, you really feel like you are in this beautiful, you you really feel, I sound like an ass. You are in this beautiful, (laughs) beautiful Mediterranean port that still every morning brings in fish for all the restaurants in Tel Aviv and in Yafo. Because that's the other thing you notice as soon as you get, if you you walk in that way, if you walk in south along the beach from Tel Aviv, it meanders and it comes and it gets to this area where these uh, walls, houses, buildings abut right to uh, a road and the water. And it's awesome. Um, And right there, there's some stuff and I didn't do it and I'm so... So, regretful for not doing it, and I think I'm going to do it in February, but the only thing is, I would be doing it in February, and that is uh, these little boat tours. So, you know, I don't know anyone who's listening or watching, if you've been to New York City, you can take boat tours, and you can cruise around, and you can go up the Hudson River, go around um, the East River, and they point out everything, and they tell you where everything is. Um, you could do the same thing in Yafo for Yafo and Tel Aviv because they're right next to each other. And it goes up and it goes out near on the Mediterranean. It's beautiful. When I was there, I should have done it. Um, the best times to do it, they say, are to do it in the morning. And we just liked laying in bed. So <laughs> we never got around to doing it. But um, also right there, which is really, really cool um, is the, these amazing outdoor restaurants and they are a mixture of seafood and Middle Eastern food where you have, you'll have, so normal fare in most Israeli restaurants that I've been has been the meze, the salads come out and uh, a, a whole mix of salads, and the bowls of hummus, and, and, and falafel, uh, falafelim, tons of falafel, and, uh, and then fish, and it's just the smells, and all of these restaurants, in the when we were there at least, all of these restaurants, the vast majority of them exist outside on the sidewalk, so What's interesting is if you're in New York City or anywhere else for that matter in the United States and you go to a restaurant, they'll have maybe four or six tables outside and then um, the rest of the tables will be inside the restaurant. And that is not the case in Yafo. In Yafo, um, there are very few tables inside and the majority of the tables are outside. Um, So... This is the case for most of Israel, but it is definitely prominent when you're in Yafo. So, uh, one more sip of coffee. Sorry. This is really heartbreaking because all I could think about is all this food now. And then, interspersed through all of these restaurants are these little kiosks. The kiosks. That's horribly said. Um, Sorry about that. Um, are all these little tables that artists have set out and they're all over the place they're in the port they're in the top up by the uh, up by the bell tower um they're down lower in uh yafo um over by the clock tower um and I'm naming off all of these landmarks and I'm looking at the time and I'm really not going to have the time to get to all of them um but What you have to do, and I have to tell you about this. So in that area where it's abutted, where all the buildings come out to the port, right before you get to the outdoor restaurants, there's a little archway, a little tiny archway. It's nondescript. You'd almost miss it. And this is where the magic of Yafo is. Um, So... When you're in Yafo and you're walking towards it, you see it meander up this little tiny hill that overlooks the water. And there doesn't look like a real way to get to it. But there is this tiny, tiny little doorway with a stairwell going up it. You go up this stairwell, and it's like being inside... (sighs) castle and for those of you who've done it you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because but like a walled city like an old ancient walled city from like the middle it's it's fascinating it's beautiful it's all nice bright orange stone and tucked inside all of these little are these alcoves Down these little alleys are these alcoves. And inside, when you go in and you step inside, there's this elaborate jewelry store. Like, that was one of the places we walked into. There was this elaborate jewelry store. And at first, you think, well, all right, maybe it's just they're selling jewelry, which is nice. But then you go around a corner inside because it's different caverns, different alcoves inside this larger alcove. And you see women, a group of them, working, creating jewelry right there. So a lot of the art and stuff that you can get, which Yafo known for art, um, known for its, its gifts, um, they're all made right there. It's so beautiful. It's so amazing. Um, now that I've tantalized you, <laughs> I've ran out of time. Um, and Yafo, if you've gone to Israel and you haven't gone to Yafo, you suffered for it because you've missed uh, out on one of the most magical places in all of Israel. Um, on that note, I'm going to tell you about a couple of organizations that mean a lot to me. So, um, I'm going to close out Yafo and I'm going to talk about, um, some beautiful beautiful groups who do a lot to help a lot of beautiful people so magic on one to magic on another um and my first one that i'd like to tell you about is Ale. Ale helps children with complex disabilities receive state-of-the-art medical educational and rehabilitative care in alays four facilities this is the Ale that the person i told you about daron almog he's coming on to talk to us um In addition, Ale provides thousands of outpatient treatments annually. Without Ale, many of these children would be forced to spend their lives in hospitals with no opportunities for rehabilitation, education, and the love and warmth of a home. Please visit www.ale.org and see if there is a way that you can help. Um, That's www.aleh.org. And definitely reach out and give them a hand if you can. The next one I'd like to tell you about is Schneider Children's Medical Center of Israel. It is the only comprehensive tertiary care hospital of its kind in the country and in the Middle East, offering the full range of pediatric disciplines under one roof to all children from 0 to 18. Since its establishment in 1991, Schneider Children's has revolutionized the practice of pediatric medicine in the country, and has been recognized as one of the leading pediatric institutions in the world to see what you can do for them, please visit www.schneider.org.il forward slash ENG. That's www.schneider.org.il forward slash ENG. They're wonderful people, both groups. Um, Definitely, if you can help them out, um, do that. Okay, now... um, as I told you in the first half of this, I am going to Israel. I'm going back to Israel um, in February, and it's all out of pocket. And what I was hoping is that maybe some of you could help me out. Um, I would really appreciate it. If you'd like to, um, you can go to our website, www.12citiesinisrael.com, and hit the PayPal button. Um, what I ask, though, is $2.00. If you can get some people together and each of you can donate two dollars to what we're trying to do, that would help me with my costs um, and help me bring this uh, to you. Um, either way, I'm going to bring it to you. But if you could help, I'd really appreciate it. Um, that's yeah. So it 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 costs. It's probably going to cost me a total of about maybe twelve to fifteen thousand um, dollars to fund this entire um project this aspect of it i also want to go back and uh make the full-length travel show which we're up to like 1700 views almost 2000 views on that one um you could check that out uh and i'll i'll tell you about it in a moment um but we'd like to go back and also make uh our half hour travel show about one of the 12 cities that we've chosen and uh We'd love your help. If you want to do that uh, and give towards that, that'd be great too. Uh, Again, we're asking for two bucks. If you could do that, hop on over to our website and hit the PayPal button. Um, All right. Thank you so much for joining us for the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. uh, Do not forget to subscribe (laughs) to our feed and become a part of the 12 Cities in Israel community. So yes, please, if you're watching on YouTube... Hit that subscribe button. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. And we'll be bringing you a brand new podcast every week, so keep your eyes out for that. Um, also, to help support this podcast, you can visit our Patreon page and become a regular donor. Um, you can find that page at www.patreon.com forward slash 12 cities in Israel. Also, 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 please visit our YouTube channel where you can see a video version of this podcast. Uh, (coughs) Sorry about that. Uh, Also, please visit our YouTube channel where you can see a video version of this podcast, plus other videos that we have produced, including our full-length travel episode of the City of 'er Beersheba in southern Israel. While you're there, share it and subscribe. Um, check us out at our website www 12 on our Facebook page and on Instagram where every day we post a brand new picture from our Israel travels my voice is getting a little bit dry uh, from some of this sorry about that um, all right thank you so much bye Редактор